Midnight Club. I am joined by a special guest. I guess it's not me. It well, well Kelly too. <laughs> <laughs> I am Clinton Timmerman, joined by not Kelly, not Kelly Tipple, and someone we met on a trail in Utah. Tyler Dillion. And Tyler, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yeah, Dillion. You got it. Like million Dillion. Yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed your uh, your handle on Instagram, uh, a Dillion Miles. I dig it. So Tyler, how are you doing? Good. Yeah. No, it's been uh, it's been a great couple of weeks. I remember us, uh, you know, meeting up on the trail, and it was it was absolute pleasure to meet you and and then Kelly at the very end. Uh, us walking and catching up and and talking is it was phenomenal. I mean, it it just kind of pushed me into the into the craziness after you left. Uh, you know, with the Iron Cowboy. Well, what I kind of want to get a little bit of backstory because sure. yeah, yeah, something yeah. brought you there, right? Like, sure. Something... In some context, we met Tyler on the marathon portion of day 84 yeah. of James Lawrence, a.k.a. the Iron Cowboys, quest for one, well, 100, ended up being 101 Ironman length triathlons in 101 days. So we had a chance to, and in fact, we were both nervous. You know, it was showing up like, uh, you know, don't know anybody. It's just going to be awkward. And other people in the same boat, including Tyler. And then, uh, yeah, that's how we came across Tyler. And we just ended up talking for the, what, six hours on the trail. So, and Tyler, what what did bring you out to the trail? No, it's, uh, yeah, no, no, not, that's what's the cool part is, uh, you know, six hours of talking to, you know, random people on the trail. And you just don't know until you start talking to them what their unique story is and what their journey has been um and i think for me i discovered james lawrence through rich roll's podcast back in 2014 Mm -hmm. uh 2015 right before uh james lawrence did the 50 50 50 which was the 50 ironmans and 50 states and 50 days so he had a podcast with him before he did it and then he had a podcast with rich roll after he did it um, and both of them were incredible on just the logistic part of it. And ever since then, back in 2015, uh, James and even Rich Roll got me into, you know, trying to push my own limits um, to see what I was capable of, which got me into the war- realm of, you know, uh, sprint triathlons, Olympic triathlons, half Ironmans, Ironmans, that whole thing. And I've been following James ever since then. And when I moved out to Utah last year, I, I found out where, you know, he was doing this thing next year. And I was like, I'm 35 minutes away. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta join. I gotta do something uh, to be on the trail with him. So I just kind of showed up and you were there. <laughs> so it was yeah. great. I, I came to know about um, James Lawrence, the same path that you did. Uh, Rich Roll had read his book and then started listening to his podcast, was totally obsessed with like the Epic Five, and then heard that yeah. podcast that you listened to as well. And that yeah. kind of brought me on on a uh, triathlon path. It's crazy. 
Um, it is. Yeah, yeah. So you've done Iron Man. You know what it takes to do one. Yeah. When you heard about this guy had to, done 50, now he's in your home state. Oh. Like. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, and, it's, and un- did, it's unbelievable it's to crazy. like fathom what the human body not only can do, but just the mind you know to be able to do that repetitive motion every single day um and it wears on you i mean that is and i think my whole goal um my whole goal with james was literally just to show up and see what the swim was like see what an individual bike was like and see what an individual walk was like um because at any given point he could have ran we we didn't know if he was going to run or not but his body (laughs) at that point was just shattered and for him to even walk because i remember the first time that i actually trained i trained for nine months straight for the first ironman back in 2015 and i remember walking during the marathon and my it hurt to walk Mm -hmm. so i can't imagine the the brutality that he was kind of forcing himself and pushing himself to to do every single day for 101 days it was unbelievable yeah, so. it's it's totally incredible. What day? What was the first day that you showed for it? Like you had heard of? Had you heard um, about he was doing this before he actually began? <laughs> yeah, I heard about it right before he started doing it because I've been following him on Instagram as well as like some of his YouTube stuff for, like I said, back in 2015. So I was aware of like what he was trying to do, but honestly i had so much procrastination (laughs) you know i'm living right here but i walk outside and it's 30 degrees and it's snowing Mm -hmm. and i'm like this guy is out on his bike right now how is how is he doing that i don't i can't even fathom that and at that point i think there was only three to five people on the bike um you know just going along on that 112 miles so in the snow um, i waited (laughs) yeah in the snow and i remember I wanted to get up and do uh, just a bike ride with them. I think I'm like day 70 something. Mm-hmm. And I got up and it was it was 41 degrees and it was raining. So it was like cold rain. And I was like, this is, I can't do this. I literally, I, I mentally, I was not prepared enough to just even fathom what he was doing. And he was out there just, just going, which was mind blowing. Pounding it. So yeah. Well, and then I noticed so after we met now. you, you did what, two? two of the other full full days with them like full distance uh, yeah uh, so like i so i yeah so i was with you on day 86 right 84 84 right and then on day 90 i came back 90 91 i came back and i had clint i had no intention whatsoever to do a full with him i only wanted to do an individual with him but then as i met you and i met some other people on the trail and kevin and all these other people it just inspired me like why not? Why can't I not just go out there and see what I can do? Um, and, 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 you know, there's no time on it. There's no, there's no entry for it. There's no reward for it. There's no medal. There's no, you know, nothing. It's just, let's just show up and see how I can do. And I haven't swam in six years, but I will tell oh, you, wow. that. <laughs> I, I swam, I swam a ton back in the day. Um, I love swimming. I'm very comfortable in the water, so I'm not well, you've done too Man, afraid so of it. Clearly, you can yeah. swim. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's a lot of people that get into like triathlon, Ironman, whatever, whatever distance it is, and they're really worried about the swim. I never really was worried about the swim, especially if you could use a wetsuit. 
So I told myself, if I show up on day 90, 91, and I can just get through the swim, I know since I've already done the bike, I can get through the bike. I just got to hang on. And sure enough, I show up at, I get up at 4 a.m. I drive down there at 4.15 and I, I get there and it's just, I get there at like five and then he starts at like 5.30. So I jump in the pool around 5.10, 5.15, get a 15 minute head start, which is, which was great. I got through the swim. Um, so sorry, Tyler, just one yeah. moment. You had not done a training swim in six years and then you <laughs> yeah. jumped in and did 2.4. <laughs> I know it sounds I, ridiculous. I no, know, really that's does. amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's so for me again, I think I have to go back to this cause I, for me, it was like, um, again, I'm not uncomfortable in the water. It's not open water. It's a pool and I get a wetsuit so I can stay a little bit buoyant. The only thing I'm worried about is like my stroke, um, on how I'm swimming. So how my arms are going to kind of hold up with that length of time. Um, for the most part, it was fine. I'd got some like cramps and I got some soreness in my arms, but for the most part, I just, took it easy, took it slow. Uh, I took rests as I, as I could go to just get through it. Um, and I think that was the main point is just one stroke at a time. That's it. There was nothing more than that. It was just one little bit at a time, one 25 yard swim at a time. That's it. Touch Mm -hmm. the wall, stop, turn around, come back. Baby steps. Um, that's it. It's all about baby steps. And then once I got out of that, then I, you know, hang on for the bike. But I ended up doing, going back to your original question, sorry, Clint, I kind of skipped around, but I did four. I did four in, in 10 days. Four in 10, holy crap. That's, that is amazing. That's a huge yeah. accomplishment in itself. And, and yeah, you're working you. too. Like, it, this is yeah. just like in between, like yeah. in your free time. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you on what. Saturday and Monday, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. What's also amazing is how fast how fast did you keep up with him on the bike? Because I noticed he's averaging twenty miles an hour. Yeah, that's all I know, oh. at least to me. What's 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 crazy is um, his. So he runs his whole time. Like as soon as he leaves the pool, gets on the bike, he starts the clock. Every bathroom break, so he takes right two to four bathroom breaks on the bike. And then at mile fifty six, he stops at the marathon gas station, and that was anywhere from eight minutes to 15 minute rest. Um, that was him loading up on his, his stuff, getting massage, whatever he needed to kind of get back and go for the next 56. So, um, yeah, so it was, yeah, I had to go through work and all that stuff, but I worked around it cause we had the holiday on Monday on, you know, the moral day. And I did Saturday and then I took the week to kind of rest up, get back to work and then did it on a Friday and did it on the final day. Um, what was your sore after not What's doing it? What was your soreness factor, and what was your training like, even coming into yeah. it, into doing four fulls in ten days? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So training wise, I, I think for me, I've always trained. It's not. I don't. If you look back at the last like nine years, um, I've trained for something like whether it's a 5k, 10k, marathon, ultra marathon, um, uh, triathlon, it, my weeks are built around constantly training. It's not, it's not just, Hey, I showed up and did this. It's, it's been constant, you know, six days a week lifting and running is my priority. Like that's 
that doesn't change. It's 40 to 60 miles a week is typically what I run. And that's been years of doing that. So, and then just pushing some of like the weekends and mileage and stuff like that. Um, but for triathlon, it's more, I did so many back in the day. I understood, I understood like how to get through each transition, Mm -hmm. but the training wise, it was always just a basis of here's, here's what I'm doing and I'm going to stay consistent with it. And I just been consistent over the last nine years of just continuously running or biking on weekends or uh, throughout the week, usually five, six days a week, pretty consistently. So, so just okay. making your lifestyle. So when it comes time yeah. to go or do like an Ironman, you you got it down. Yeah. Rich Roll would say race yeah. ready. I'm race ready <laughs> at any given moment. <laughs> yeah. And here's the and here's the thing with 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 what James did, he did have some rest breaks. And in normal and like you guys have done, right? Like normal Ironmans or triathlons, you are you're going. Uh, you know, two minute to five minute rest break in between, you know, in the transition mm-hmm. for, and for you always swim. worry you're taking too much time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Now with this one, because I got to the swim so early and I had so much time, um, I was able to have like a 45 minute break, which was massive. Nice. I could have a second meal. I could mis- I could use my massager, massage gun. Right. I could, you know, shower i could you know really get ready um the run that was a 20 minute break but on the bike going back to your original question on the bike he was flying um so he continuously ran the clock the entire time on his stats it said 20 on some days but in the actual group in the peloton we were going 25 26 27 holy um And when, and there are segments, there were segments around Payson, which was the outer loop. Um, it's a four loop that he did. I think it was like 10 miles, like around this one loop. And it's in the middle of nowhere, super windy, open field. And there was one time there was too many people in the bike and he wanted some separation because it, it just gets dangerous. Um, he got up to 31. I mean, he dropped me at mile 90, Damn. 91. So, I mean, I could not hold I can't, I wasn't trained enough or, or, you know, I wasn't at that point where I could actually keep up. So at that point I, I did get dropped and I did finish the 112, but it gave me a lot less time on the transition. So it, instead of my 30 minutes, it only gave me 10 minutes. Oh, I see. So, so then you right. still did the run at the same time with him. He just, you had less right. time to get off the bike exactly. and get on the trail. I see. Exactly. Yeah. You know, how fast he's going, so, it just makes gives such a great appreciation to how skilled he must be on the bike because if oh, you're, you're, you're talking snow, ice, he was doing right. this through some serious elements on a tri-bike. And Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, like the fact that he didn't fall in completely, I mean, he fell once, but not yeah, completely wreck his body in a different way, like broken bone way, yeah. is pretty impressive. Right, right. Well, it's amazing that, he didn't get yeah, sick or point. anything anything (laughs) so you do you do the four in ten days you're there for the the grand finale before we get there though i i just want to say thank you i i know clint you know we went down there not knowing 
really if it was even like an open environment yeah you know, do people just show up like it's just <laughs> because that's, right. it's a strange thing but i, I mean is. you know I, I know you feel the same way it was beyond cool to see not only that the community had wrapped around him um like all the signs and all the all the things um but everybody was just it's it was the first time in a very long time i i see this in the ultra running community a little bit where it's just like everyone there is family and it's almost like you've known each other Mm -hmm. you know for for years and super unpretentious and it was just really cool it was cool to be there to see it and to meet new people no absolutely yeah and here's their stories too which Mm -hmm. um you know i want to delve into a little bit about your background too um and then also you know you were mentioning you were there on day 100 also what was that like oh my well i mean first off yeah i mean i want to address kelly because yeah it was great meeting you guys and like even seeing people from out of state and coming in and then just it's the camaraderie around everyone else's own journey everyone's there for a reason yeah we're supporting james but there were so many people that I met that did their first 5K, did their first half marathon, did their first marathon, and it was first Ironman. It was phenomenal, um, and just and just the kind of stories that you hear, uh, and even you, you Clint. I mean, just that this is things that we talked about and and how we connected, and I mean, it was phenomenal. Sure. I mean, it really. Hopefully, this is you know long 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 term like friendship because it's it's oh, um, yeah. well, it was great and i made the comment and, and it wasn't hyperbole but i thought this was one of the most positive athletic experiences that i had um you know yeah. for moments like that and he had every right to just you know close things off and just have a cut you know a tight or a, a closed group but instead yeah. he opened it up to so many people and then yeah, yeah just like he said we met you and um kevin and then even kevin, uh, what was our yeah. name someone else she was doing her what was it? Her 365th consecutive day. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She did a run of, of running. Yeah. yeah, so she was accomplishing something. Like, of course, then you told day. me you did. What have you done before? 800 consecutive days. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's nuts. You're a beast in your yeah. own right. <laughs> I uh, yeah. It's so I, I follow a couple of people on Instagram and and Kelly. I didn't forget your question. I'll get back to that day 100 because it was unbelievable, but um. Yeah, a couple years ago, uh, back in, I think it was 2018 to 2019, I really, I followed some people on online and I, they were doing run streaks and I was like, how would you run every day? Like, that's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. don't you need a rest day? Like, how do you not, how do you get through that? Um, but I ended up pushing that and I, I want to do at least a mile a day and I did 815 days. So it was like two years and three months. The only reason I, I stopped was I was on a, I was on a travel trip um, and I was in India and that was, it just wasn't, I didn't need, there, we could go on a whole long story about that, but <laughs> India just was a meditation yoga retreat that I really wanted to go to and it had nothing to do with like running and doing anything outside of that. It was really for a mental and spiritual journey. So I stopped then, but I averaged around three and a half miles a day by the end of it. Um, And that was a whole journey in itself of just what you can do if you really just apply yourself and go after it every single day. 
I mean, it was one thing that to do something every day, like physical, it's just, it's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different level of, um, what you can actually do. And I never thought I could, I, I, I wanted to do 10 days and then it turned into 20 days and then it turned into a hundred days. And then it's just, oh, a so this wasn't slope. a conscientious thing. It just kind of evolved. Yeah. It yep. just kept going. It was never. Yeah. Once I got to like a hundred days, I'm like, Oh, well, what about 500? And then my ultimate goal was a thousand days. But then I was like a thousand days that's a whole nother, I think a year. And I was like, after where I was and, or, or six months. And I was like, that's just in my life at that time. It just didn't make any sense. So, but, um, but yeah, so, and then meeting her, she, she was at 365. She was at her year, which was yeah. phenomenal. It was incredible. And, and she was only high school, I think, right? Yeah. And Tyler, what is after doing something, every day for that many days what was the takeaway from for you did it become like a meditative space um did it you know having kind of a ritual like that did do you would it be something that you would recommend to somebody um, um you know whether it be running or let's say swimming or any just something you know in a loop in your yeah. life every day no, I, I think that's a great question. And, um, I think that was, it was a challenge because at first it was, um, I don't, I, I at that time I didn't want to run. I didn't want to run that far. I didn't want to run that much. I wanted the rest days. You know, I usually took like two days of rest always, uh, like five days of running. And then, you know, in the last like two or three years, I've done six days of running, but that's over, you know, again, a nine, nine year period within that journey. For me, I felt like, what can I do that I, that is so extreme and so insane. And, and what can I, can I actually do it? Like, can me, Tyler Dillian get up every single day and do something? Um, and no one's telling me to do it. No one's like pushing me to do it. It's just, what can I do within my own self? Um, so for me, I just feel like I took away what I could physically do is way more than one mile a day. You know, I would love to do a hundred miles, you know, in a day, I would love to do the 240, like, like Clint was doing, you know, like I would love to do that kind of stuff to push my own limits. Um, I don't think it's for everyone. I really don't. Um, I think it's it take it took a lot of willpower on days that like i was sick i was hurt on on certain days like i was really sick and i was like out there like snotting and sneezing and coughing and and uh you know i was in different countries when we were traveling and like there were not safe areas and like you know i was running on my birthday and i was running on like christmas and like you know during holidays and it's just it it took over my life to where I was more stressed about it than I was enjoying it by the end of it. Mm. So for me during the beginning parts of it, it was great. And it was a really kind of a spiritual journey for me. Cause it was like, what can I mentally physically do? Um, and what can I get through? Um, and it was, it was eye opening to, to know that I can actually do something way bigger than I ever thought I could which bounced me into like other things since then, like, you know, the four Ironmans in 10 days or whatever, like, you know, ultra marathons or 
you know, long, long bike rides and stuff like that. So you're a lot more capable than what you, what you're typically thinking. And for me, it was about that journey of, of pushing myself to see what, see what I was capable of. So I, I love that question, Kelly. It's just really, it's cool. And you, you had said that you broke it when you were in India on a spiritual journey for a yoga yeah. retreat. Have you found yeah. a correlation? Like me being, you know, a yoga instructor, my dad growing yeah. up was a yoga instructor. It's just been yeah. my life forever. And I have definitely found this like strong link between the mental capacity of, of pain, physical pain. Yes. And then that mental stuckness being able to kind of transcend um, into yeah. ultra sports. Have you found a correlation in that? Has oh, it for sure. You? Yeah. So I actually, so this yoga meditation retreat was, uh, you know, some of the best in the world. When you look at like India and Rishikesh, you know, where we did it, you know, these are some of the best kind of gurus out there that are teaching this. You went um, straight to the motherland, straight, my friend. Straight to the mother ganga. <laughs> only Nepal yeah, the, would be the right holy, yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, that's just how I, I don't know. It's just like, why not go to the, <laughs> go to the top, right? Mm -hmm. And learn what you can. But I took away so much from that. You know, it was a seven-day retreat. Um, and, you know, they fed us every day. We stayed in the ashram, you know, and it was a phenomenal experience. And we met people all over the world, um, you know, from the UK all the way down, you know, parts of India, they came and, uh, Africa. I mean, there were so many different people from all over the world, but yeah, I took a lot away from that in regards to, you know, what the mind is capable of. And yeah, did I train uh, two years to do four and 10 days? No, but mm -hmm. did I know going into it that I could mentally physically get through it as long as I took it step by step? It's daunting to think about 140.6 miles. It's it's too much. Mm -hmm. It's too much to think about. But when you when you progress through the day as I just need to get up at four, I need to get I need to brush my teeth. I need to um, make breakfast. I need to get out the door. But I have everything set up. Okay, all I have to do is just pick it up and go to the car. I'm in the car now. Once I get to the you know, so it's a progressional step, and the mind you have to slow it down. You have to, you have to slow down each and every step. And that goes not just with triathlon, but in life. I mean, you can't go through life trying to think so big about all these massive goals that, that you have because you start not doing the simple things and the little things. Um, so for me, I took away, um, daily meditation. So what I try to do every morning is just do like a, a breathing meditation, 10 to 15 minutes, um, or whatever my body allows me to do. I get up enough early enough to where I have enough time. And then I just try to progress my day periodically. So I'm not so stressed on the overall amount of things that I have to do. Same with the Ironman, you know, it's a big day. It's a long day, but if you just progressively break it all down, anything is manageable. I love, that. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's really good yeah. advice for yeah. Anything. I find myself having to do the same thing, um, actually, in, in all the modalities. Even Kelly, this last week, she gave a challenge to do uh, two point. Well, it ended up being closer to two point five miles five days in a row, and that was really tough. Yeah. But as I'm doing it, I have to like, okay, get to a thousand meters, and then okay, attack the fifteen, yeah. and then just like I said, you break it down. Or even when I'm on the bike. 
you know, like, okay, try to just get to mile 20. And once you get to 20, well, hey, we're almost to 30. Yep. You already went 20. And then but you're right, right. if I take it all at once, it's like, okay, no way I can do this. <laughs> so you almost have to just it's, compartmentalize it. You know? Yep. Well, and you talk yeah, to any it's, really it's accomplished ultra athletes, and that's the secret sauce. They're able to put their mind somewhere else and mm-hmm. grind through. They've yeah. they've mastered the grit. Laser focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's laser. It's laser focused on the objective at hand. It's not. I'm not worried about the run because I'm not at the run. I'm worried. I'm not worried about the bike. Right. I'm not at the bike. Right. I'm worried about getting to the swim. Being, I want to make sure I have you know the chafing cream on so i'm not rubbing my wetsuit against my neck and ripping it apart or like under my under my sleeves to make it really uncomfortable during that swim right i have that happen just, all the time yeah all the time <laughs> I right forget it too many so, times it sucks yeah right and it's all the preparation that goes into it that makes that you know stroke by stroke by stroke a little bit easier because you're just you're just going one lane at a time one lap at a time um you're not and and for me if you look at 4300 yards of swimming that's too daunting but if you look at you know 86 laps okay i can do that and then i can break that up okay it's 16 okay i have 70 left okay i need 20 okay now i have 50 left done 25 sweet now i have five 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 or ten you know mm-hmm. so breaking it up like that and i know on running that's that's helped a ton too because it's it's too daunting to look at like I have 10 miles. That's a long way. <laughs> right. But if I have five out, great. Now I'm halfway done, five back. Okay, I can manage that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and even there's too many times on a triathlon after the 112, you feel like you're done, and then it's like, oh, I have a marathon to do. But when you say it like that, <laughs> it's like, holy you can. crap. No, but if it's but like, it's oh, mental game. It's, it's, it's a loop, you know, it's three loops. So just go four miles. Don't do a marathon. Just go four miles. Yep. And you That's it. Because and and <laughs> sometimes I'm just so out of it. I think when Kelly saw me in Iron Man in Mexico, I was it you had turned to and I was like, I don't know what planet I'm on. Which he's, way do he's I? He's mastered the <laughs> Yes, we're, I have. We're working on the on the hydration nutrition element. Yeah, so. the the fourth oh, it's huge. part of he has an Iron Man this weekend in in Iowa, so we're gonna another another yes. opportunity to, to master <laughs> nutrition hydration. Oh, I can't right? wait. <laughs> Dirty so this so... will be fun. Ask Kelly to follow oh, me. Oh man, with I'm so excited for you, man! Oh man, that's great. Went so this weekend, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the 70.3 in Iowa. Oh man, that's gonna be awesome. They're they're inaugural with some rolling hills, so I don't know. I always get nervous, although I find even if it's a if it's a sprint or if it's a full, I still sometimes or most of the time find myself getting nervous. So we'll see how it goes. Well, in, in yeah. Ironman, I mean, we've all been at Ironman events. It's a different beast. It's definitely a yeah. different mentality than what we saw out there, what sure. uh, the Iron Cowboy was doing for sure, um, which oh, I took when I left there. I was like, this is this is the most inclusive I have ever felt in yes. in a triathlon environment. Um, generally, yes. it's a lot of A-type personalities that yeah. need, which you have to kind of have be a certain type of personality to get that that stuff done. But it was just, it was chill. It, yeah, the only way I can describe it, I'm like, the only time I've ever felt like this is in like an ultra running environment. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, and I. That's I such can, a great community. Yeah. 
Yes, for sure. My my. Yeah, no one called me Meathead with uh, with Rich. So uh, last month I did the Ironman, the Gulf Coast seventy point three, and I was just at the aid station, and this guy's like, "Coming through, Meathead," and he had a, oh a Yingling beer tri suit and blew by me, and like, oh, okay, here you go, go, keep on going, man. Welcome to Ironman. But yeah, there's, there are some. Oh, people welcome to the when you're like, they are. Hey, good luck. They the Go egos. Look at these odd looks. Like, All right, maybe not. <laughs> not everybody. Well, here's but. here's the well here's the thing is like no one should ever kind of disrespect the other athlete on their own journey because everyone's on their own journey and everyone has their own right. path. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys watch like the Kona World Championship uh, recaps, but they go over. You know, mm-hmm. the elite athletes, but then they also go over, like, the age group athletes. And the age group athletes are way more, you know, intriguing than the elite athletes that are, you know, cranking it out because their stories are incredible. You know, the Sandy – like, there was a dad that um, her – his daughter died at Sandy Hook, you know, Jeez. the massacre there. And he ended up doing the world championship in honor of her, which was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal story. and. Yeah. Down syndrome, you know, the first Iron Man Down syndrome uh, kid just did it. Um, Chris, Chris Nickett. Nickett. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I fall, I fall ahead. He's now. going I mean, to world championships. Yeah. He'll be at Kona he'll be in Kona. October. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And Tyler, awesome. you went to Kona, right? I think we, we watched the yeah, 2019 so, championships and wait, what? You were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I didn't qualify, unfortunately, but I was on. So on, we did, I did a world travel trip. And part of the travel trip uh, in October was to go to the Big Island, be in Hawaii before we went to Australia and New Zealand. But when we got to Kona or got to the Big Island, Kona was actually happening that that weekend. And it was wow. it was did the, you plan that? It was, or the, was it just a surprise? Yeah, yeah, we planned. It. Yeah, we planned it. Um, yeah, we planned that. And then um, when we showed up, that was it, it's just an electrifying uh atmosphere i mean everyone is top notch you know best athletes in the world i mean and going toe to toe with them on the course i think is what is really crazy because we ran i ran five miles of the run course and was dying i mean it was so hot and so humid and so exposed and that year, Patrick Lang broke the eight-hour barrier mm-hmm. for the for the Kona, and that was the first year in 40 years that they've been doing Kona there because that was the 40th anniversary, and he broke it, the the eight-hour barrier in like seven or seven hours and 52 minutes or something, which was unbelievable. How how fast he ran on that such a hot, humid course it was crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. But, <laughs> It's yeah. definitely on our bucket I mean, list. That so that's really oh, cool that you got to go experience that. Yeah, seeing yeah, like we, some we of signed the up to Lifeguard, athletes. the last one. <laughs> oh, sweet. Canceled for COVID. We got recertified for Lifeguard <laughs> certifications with a bunch of yeah, high so schoolers. Yeah, we could volunteer at that's Kona. That's so cool. Then COVID came, but hopefully, you know what? Things are getting back. Races are back on calendars. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully that will be yeah, coming you, soon. Yeah. It's funny because Utah's like it's almost like Utah didn't even it didn't even affect us. It's so weird because we're not wearing masks anywhere. No one's we're having big gatherings now. I mean, there's no. It's like COVID never even existed. It's so weird. 
Yeah, it's not but like that here in Seattle. <laughs> we're, we're getting yeah, there. We're up to 70% vaccinated and... Uh, they're finding oh the people that even are vaccinated and it's okay to take off masks are still timid, but hopefully we'll get there. We'll get right. there. Just like yeah, anything. No, you know what? It just time. takes time. Yep. Yeah. It just takes time. Well, what else do you have coming up, Tyler? Uh, do you have anything else for the race season? Yeah. So I, I really, so I have three big things that I really want to do. One being, I really want to do rim to rim to rim in the mm. Grand Canyon. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a 52 mm-hmm. miles. It's, it's down from the north rim to the south rim and back um i would love to do that i have not done a 52 mile or 50 mile run so that should be interesting and it's like it's got some serious elevation too and some serious (laughs) elevation yeah it's got like ten thousand feet which is insane or more um and then there's a in provo utah there's a 24-hour race and honestly i just i really want to do 124 hours I would love to do that. Um, When's that and one? And then the last, that one's, uh, I think it's like a 24-hour unicorn thing, but it's, I think it's in like uh, October. So Okay, at least it's a little cooler. So a well, fun. I say it's a little cooler, but when I lived in Utah, yeah. I remember there was December 5th one year, it was 85 degrees, so you never know in Utah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And is that one where it's 100 um, miles on a track, or will that be on a trail? Uh, no, I don't think it's on a track. I think it's like a four- to six-mile loop, um, but I think it's primarily flat, which would be nice. Um, and then the last one would be the St. George Marathon. Love to do that one. So nice. a lot of lot more running stuff. But yeah. Yeah. What you about, didn't want to yeah, do the you, uh, Iron Cowboy on September 11th is up uh, – outside of park city oh I think, yeah i think yeah, i sent you the link to that it's uh it's like oh, an ultra it's the Iron ultra triathlon. triathlon it's got i mean oh, you want to talk gosh. elevation and even we went by where the swim takes place and it yeah like it's the reservoir place. where it's always windy so you'll have like 25 mile an hour winds and then i oh, think that the uh what was the bike on that was it eight thousand gain on the bike and then another eight on the run and you end up I think you end up at the top of Brighton Mountain. So I don't know if you could take any alpine slides oh, down, wow. but man, <laughs> yeah, right. it looked, it, but I'm still sitting, you know, sitting here flirting with the idea of it. So we'll see. <laughs> if you do it, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there with you, man. I would love Participating love or, or, or give me a, a power bar and a high five. <laughs> or just like, I'll Done. do it if you do it. We dare each other. <laughs> right, right, right. What if, I, what do you I have, totally what, won't do it, but I'll be in Europe. Sorry. <laughs> Kelly, do you have any ultras coming up? Like, do you want to? Um, well, we have, you know, this year I don't. I have any, do you want, I haven't signed up for any races. I have, I have deferrals. So I have a Ironman yeah. Texas deferral coming up in October. We have, we put on our own triathlon called the Tippleman. And that's oh, uh, cool. in July, the end of July. So that's coming up. But I want to run. I haven't been, I haven't really been, you know, I've been running streets. Like I hate running streets. I need to get back in the trails and it's time. So I need to find something good. I love it. Yeah. You know, being here in the Northwest, we have so many, there's no excuse. I can leave my house and within 20 minutes, I can be in the goddamn woods away from anybody. (laughs) And so, yeah. Off the grid. Yeah. You're putting a fire in my belly. I need to get some actual things because really running is, I mean, triathlon is Clint's absolute passion. 
A triathlon for me is more of a get over my mental stuff because yeah. biking scares me, open water swimming scares. So it's to do the things that scare me. Um, but yeah. you get me out in the woods and, you know, with my little, it's, I'm not a fast runner. I am, I am the little, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to get some stuff on the race calendar for sure. Other than that. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Let's all, let's all go do some epic shit. And speaking yes. of epic shit, I do want yeah. to hear about the end game because you were there. You were one of yeah. the oh, very few people that were there was, to finish this incredible. guy's crazy dream yeah. and to make it happen. Well, you and a what? It, was, it ended up being so many more so, people at the end. Oh, it was unbelievable. So it it's hard to put into words like the feeling that I had. I can't imagine what he was feeling. I felt like I was on cloud nine. I mean, yeah. cause I was, because the energy and the people and the atmosphere was absolutely electrifying. Um, the whole day, honestly, I had no intention whatsoever to go to the hundred day because I knew that he was going to push the bike and he was actually going to run. And I, and I talked to him about it. I was like, are you, are you trying to run on that day? Are you trying to bike? Like, he's like, yeah, I'm trying to break five hours on the both the bike and the run i was like oh, okay <laughs> like that's fast so on the bike he actually dropped me at mile 60 um and there was probably a good hundred some riders and uh oh and i don't think you knew this but they closed down the pool to only like close friends and family i guess that like have been through the whole journey and you got so in. i actually went down What's that? And you got in because you did the last day. So, yeah. So what I did is I had to actually go to Orem down at the rec center, 10 minutes away from Linden mm -hmm. uh, Aquatic Center. And I did it there. And actually, it was phenomenal because it was a 50-meter pool nice. instead, oh, okay. of a, instead of a 25-yard pool. So it was like less turns. I only had to do 39 laps, which nice. was great. There you go. Instead of 86. Um, and I got, I got to start at 5 a.m., so I had a ton of time to get into my car, get the bike ready, you know, drive out there. But on the bike, he was on his pacing route, and we had a major headwind. And his small little group of, like, 15 to 20 riders, they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And they were only going 20, 20 at that time. Then they moved up to 22, 23, 24. And I just, my legs were just burn out. Um, so they dropped me at 60. And so what I did is I turned around and I took the tailwind back. So I actually was going 24, 25, 26, and I caught them on the last rotation and then kept joining them on their, on their ride. So I only had to make up at the end five miles. So they went to his house and then I just kept going down the trail, came back and then went to the run, the run, there were so many people there. I mean, there was hundreds of people and everyone at the start, he gets out of the car and he just starts running and everyone's like, Oh, Oh wow. He's actually, he's serious. He's, he's running. And he probably dropped at least 75% of everyone. Mm -hmm. There was only probably 20, 25 of us that like stayed After with him the entire time. After days of doing oh, this, who is this so guy? Yeah, you think that would be your slowest day? <laughs> Damn, yeah, and I think it was the, 11 minute miles or something. Yeah, yeah, we were, yeah, he hit under, cause I, we did the final marathon, it was at 4.59. So I don't know what the pace was, like 11, something like that maybe. 
maybe 10 something but Which, like it was steady enough pretty good for me yeah it was <laughs> and it was steady it. and it was hard and it was hot and the you know those blue coolers they just weren't filled up anymore you know like mm-hmm. everyone kept taking them so like the lack of water on the trail was was difficult oh that's um and then he had all of his iron cowboy people around him so like you really couldn't get around him plus rich roll was out there so that was amazing i did see that um, to run with rich super jelly <laughs> and you oh, met him was, oh man twice it was amazing um <laughs> he's he's incredible and we actually got to really talk like he talked to me for like 30 minutes i mean talked about like his podcast and like what his new new uh podcast studio is gonna look like and you know he wanted to do his italy trip for his vegan uh retreat but he couldn't because of covid and then he couldn't reschedule it this year for some reason and it was amazing i mean to have a legitimate conversation with one of my biggest idols i mean and he's just a normal down-to-earth guy you know that's cool because um, you know some people meet their idols and they're completely different and they're like never meet your sure. heroes but luckily <laughs> right. this one turned <laughs> out so okay <laughs> yeah it turned out it turned out okay now granted he was a little bit different so, um than his high energy but no yeah go ahead yeah he was different he no was no different you're saying he's a little person. bit more high energy because he's yeah because then like very in pert and on his podcast his- he's he's like you know kind of into his his podcast and he's very like almost analytical like he very breaks down everything he absorbs all the information he throws it back in and summarizes it and like somehow spins it around with all these scientists and quotes and things and mm-hmm. it's amazing in person he's just, he's very calm very collected he's very poised he takes every little bit of you know words that come out of my mouth were just absorbed processed and then spit out into like a very you know thought out question or answer and it was it was phenomenal to like really talk to him and see like his personality um it was it was cool and he even right called on. you know like have you heard of like cliff have you heard of like the november project with brogan he, this rings he a bell. On, yeah he does like a big thing in boston where it's like a it's like a free like workout it's like outside or something and people come from everywhere to join this massive like movement and he'd message he facetimed him during the run and then he ended up calling back and then we all chatted with him i mean it's just like oh wow so it was the Brogan coolest too? yeah so it was like oh, it was just the experience just with rich was just an incredible that is so um, cool and, what a day yeah for sure well really to summarize the back end of it at mile 23 he collapsed and oh. James just like hit the ground almost and his uh, team picked him up. But you look at this man who's done it for a hundred days and he's pushing him by his body so far that he's incapable of even moving forward on his own. And he needs the assistance of his, of his team. It was just an amazing moment to see that when he fell, he looked so, he looked like a zombie. He didn't look like, he was ever going to finish this. There's no way. And then somehow he just stumbled and, and then he got his rhythm back and then he got his arms back and his chest up and his, his legs were rotating. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, he collapsed again. And then wow. like, Jeez. they only showed a couple, they only showed a couple times that he did that, but he did it so frequently. 
especially in the last like three, four miles that it was like, we all looked at him like, how the hell is he going to finish this? And by the end of it, when we, when we came down the street and there, you could hear the roaring of thousands of people in the high school stadium. It, it, it just gives you chills because yeah. there's so many people lining the street, lining the sidewalk, you know, making sure that he was good. No one was around him, only his crew. And then going into the stadium and everyone's like, iron cowboy, iron cowboy. And then just going under the flag that they, that they put out, it was like pretty much a whole football field worth like a uh, American flag and there's running under it. It was just an incredible experience to see what the human body and the human spirit can do because no matter what happened, he got up and he persevered and he kept running. He didn't just walk. He kept moving forward. It was, it was mind blowing to see what he was capable of, even on day, day 100. It was, it was unbelievable. Well, and then the next day, you know, I wake up and Instagram, like, <laughs> the Iron Cowboy's live. I'm like, oh, maybe this is Lucy talking, his daughter. And like, wait, is he swimming again? What's going yeah. on? And then he did another, another full Iron Another full, but he did yeah. it with, with, he did it with elevation. Like he oh, added, he did add Provo Canyon on his run, I saw. Like, so he yeah. changed up the run course a little bit. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you're telling me it's that insane. he's barely able to finish, you know, the final I, run. I couldn't believe then, it. I mean, just, just be like, okay, victory lap. It, yeah. it just it does it, just go to show that when you're done, you're really not done. Right. <laughs> you, no. There's no excuses was, for the rest of us. And, and that's a, exactly, and that's the whole point, is when he – the whole point of him getting up the next day, he did not want to get up, but two weeks prior to that, he apparently asked Sonny and asked Lucy if he could do this to show that anyone, no matter what your goal is, you can go that little bit more. You can go that one more. You always have enough to do a little bit more. And that just goes into life. You know, life will beat you down and you'll struggle and you'll accomplish a lot, but there is times that you can just push a little bit more and get a little bit more out of it. Um, and that was what he wanted to prove to himself. He didn't want a crew. He didn't want anyone on that. He wanted to single handedly do that on his own. And I think for his, just his family and close supporters, they were the only ones on the bike and run, which even at Provo Canyon, I, I mean, he finished at like midnight. Mm-hmm. which he usually finishes at like 8 30 9 o'clock sometimes 7 45 so to finish at midnight he was definitely taking his time taking it in but still doing the miles and adding the elevation which is mind-blowing God. yeah mind-blowing i don't get it i mean you it all just are already on that elevation <laughs> like us at sea level we went to you and i'm like huh i feel it yep not used yeah, to this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right that's just nuts so when he was accepting his awards and stuff on stage did you uh did you think about trying to pull a kanye west <laughs> taylor swift Stop. no Imagine that all, we're watching all of a sudden who's this guy take the mic from him. yeah <laughs> well and that was that was even incredible for him to you know have enough poise and have enough grace and have enough stamina to kind of you know talk eloquently about his journey and like his sponsors and being able to stand up after all that mm-hmm. and then address, you know, two, three, four thousand people was incredible. I mean, I'm just looking at this guy. I'm like, 
he could do a hundred more if he wanted to. He I mean, reminds no, me of like oh, there's sorry. no real limit. He reminds me of the Zen David Goggins because it's like the yeah. same. It's the same message, but a different ex- execution of it, <laughs> like polar yeah. opposite yeah. execution of it. Yeah. But the same, you know, the same fundamentals that, you know, you can literally accomplish anything if you just cut the bullshit and put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. In fact, that was yeah. his mantra. I think just just go the whole just do it, but one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. and just see what follows. Keep showing Keep it up. Going. Yeah. What was yeah. your recovery like? Yeah. Because, I mean, you you also did so, four in ten days. <laughs> Wait, were you sore Honestly, for a bit? So the all and I'll I'll tell you I I've been I've been vegan for three years mm-hmm. and I've been vegetarian for about five. Um, for me, diet and lifestyle and that is massively important. What you put in your body definitely gives you the fuel and definitely gives you the recovery power that, um, you know, when I was in the Ironman back in 2015, it was all meat. It was all dairy, it was all meat. And I felt it and it hurt. Um, On these, um, the only thing that I was feeling was tired. That's it. Wow. Hmm. I was tired. My body was just tired, but it wasn't, it wasn't sore. It wasn't, it didn't feel like a bunch of lactic acid was building up. If I was fully recovered, the next day it just i was just fatigued i was tired i was just i was just um you know it's seven seventy seven hundred seventy seven hundred calories burned and every hour i was trying to put in about 300 because that's what my body usually takes so it's quite a bit and then you're burning more as the days days after progress so mm-hmm. right, for me right. just on that vegan diet um you know it, it it's just that whole whole who whole food plant-based diet just game changer for recovery nice. so you're yeah. walking walking poster child for sure did you notice <laughs> sure. that somebody i've been a, i've been a vegetarian for about 30 years but i have never nice. taken the yeah. leap to yeah. full vegan and did you notice a difference in your in your recovery and performance when you decided 100%. to you did 100 percent. it's night and day i mean okay. it's um uh i didn't because it, it's it's so crazy to think like how much food and what we put in our bodies affects so much and 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 really you know during the Ironman like when you're actually training and you're actually putting enough calories in and you're really like planning to a T like what you're gonna do on the bike and what you're gonna do on the run and all the salt pills and the electrolytes and you know you know are you doing infinite are you doing tailwind are you doing rocktane are you doing you know, are you doing goos, gels? Like, what do you do? Like, there's so much. But when you just, so what I did is I added just real food. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it changed everything. So have you cut out was, all of that? Like all the gels, all yeah. you do? Oh. Yeah, gels. Oh. I can't, I can't do gels and goos anymore. Okay. I just can't. It just like my stomach can't do it. But I have done um, like goo roctane. So it's mm-hmm. just a supplement. Um, so I try to do like, one scoop and it's 250 calories tons of sodium electrolytes and i just do that in a 16 ounce bottle um and then i do tailwind but it's only 100 calories but i need 300 so i do three scoops and a 16 ounce which i think is a little bit too much for water to you know nutrition supplement um and then on the bike it was eating you know 
actual food. It was peanut butter and jelly. It was, you know, drinking a Coke during like our break, huge, massive, like getting that sugar in there. Um, and then you're such an old the last thing? I just pounded a Coke. <laughs> right. I never even it's thought so of funny how I don't really how drink Coke too. or anything. And then and you start ultra with Kelly. Like, right. No, totally. totally. But it's, yeah, it can be a game changer. Isn't it hilarious? Carbonation and caffeine. It's crazy. Cause I don't drink soda pop, whatever, ever. Like it's only during those massive yeah. activity yeah. and you'd you'd be it's hard pressed to find a long distance runner that doesn't do that something to yeah. that level whether yep. it's a snickers or yeah. oreos or, chips yeah. never have no oreos, oreos chips. Chips. Yeah. you never never would eat i love it, I love it. man i i gotta try this out because kelly and i watched that netflix uh shit Game documentary changes? about being plant-based mm-hmm. and then we even saw uh, was it on Netflix? I'm trying to think what it was. So this this guy, his Game triathlon changers? was swimming from. It, it might have been. What's that? Uh, Game Changers. Is that what yeah. it was called? Yeah, Game that changers? is what it's called. That yeah. is it. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah. yeah, and then this other guy, he swam from Morocco to Spain, mm-hmm. and then rode his oh bike to. This is a different one. Yeah, southern mm-hmm. France, and then ran into Monaco. I think he had to ride his bike the last day, which, I mean, still that's remarkable. But you see him in between, and he's eating salad. Like this guy's just stocking up in vegetables and salad, but that was yeah. That and there's was a huge fuel, shift in the community, and yeah. it's definitely yeah. already rocked like the ultra running world. But I feel like it's starting to leak into other, um, you know, ultra and endurance sports for sure. Yeah. And I have a lot of GI yeah. issues, since I just wonder if this would help. You know, it, it, yeah. One way to find out. Yeah, right. yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're good now. Well, well. The other, the other big thing was pro bars and cliff bars. You know, on the bike. Mm-hmm. But between the transition from bike to run, it I made a. Uh, it's a tofu stir fry. Mm. So what's in that is I do two things as tofu, um, with coconut aminos and some uh, chili garlic sauce as a marinade, and then I. I just do that for like 20 minutes. Um, but then on the side, it's cabbage, red peppers, mushrooms, and then it's a peanut butter, lime, coconut mm. amino, chili garlic, and um, sauce. Yeah. So you got peanuts that have a lot of protein. The, the, the tofu has a lot of protein. Um, and then you got your vegetables. And then on the side, it's green onions, garlic, ginger, and cilantro. I so like it's, all a, those it's things. a power pack. Yeah, it's a power so, pack. Like amount. you're using aminos. Are you GF too? Yeah, you are. Yeah, like it's like yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, well, you know yeah. what? You've given us a lot of food for thought. Yeah, yeah no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. But it makes me wonder because I've told Kelly before. Like it's, usually when I travel places, you know, I always want to yeah. experience the food, but I get an upset stomach. But the one place I didn't really have an upset stomach, which was not what I expected at all was Vietnam, but Vietnam was yeah. tons of gr- now grilled vegetables. They had grilled meat, but it still would be lean chicken, but tons and tons yep. of vegetables. And it was really weird because you're thinking if you're going to get sick, it's going to be there. And no, like that, that place. I, in fact, I'd, I'd go back just for the food alone. Oh, for sure. Indonesia. Oh my goodness. Cause they're like pretty much all vegetarian. Nazi gory. I and mean, you can eat, it's good you stuff. can easily go, vegan there i mean the the food there is cheap and it's phenomenal and and i've been to vietnam too clinton and it's yeah 
I got the same thing. A lot of bon me like sandwiches, mm-hmm. like street vendor sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. The stuff you pay top dollar for here that you're right. Just right yep. there on the street. It's like a dollar, like 50 cents or something. But yeah. On that yeah. note, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, Tyler, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, oh, if anybody was to try to find you, connect with you, perhaps even yeah. buy a house, because I believe you're a, a real estate yep. agent, correct? Yeah, I'm a realtor and an investor in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. So um, I have a, I started a Instagram page, Dillion.Realty. Um, and then I have a personal like Instagram that kind of goes travel and hiking and, you know, some sports and stuff like that triathlon and that's a billion miles. Um, so, so yeah, love to, love to chat. I mean, this is, this has been phenomenal. Look them up. Yeah. I think he even scaled no. a mountain recently. So you can follow Tyler's adventures and, uh, yeah, come on again sometime and, you know, it would be to. fun if we could find some event to go to go do again. Yeah. Uh, I want to go meet you on a trail somewhere. Oh, man, somewhere. we absolutely should. Yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely yes. be down in Utah plenty of times as well. Yes, yes. And if and you if guys you're... are ever down here, please, we lo- I'd love that. if you're ever up here, we got, we got some, oh my some gosh. things to do up absolutely. here as well. Oh, there's there's so many things I've pinned on Google Maps and in the Washington area. So, absolutely guys thank you so much for having me and thank you and hearing the journey yeah yeah when you get tired on an open water swim you just grab an orca and they they take you to the the shore (laughs) they'll take you to canada yeah Yeah, all right go keep living the dream you're an inspiration tyler thank you so much hey thanks man appreciate it yeah good luck good luck this weekend in iowa man i'll be here thank you (laughs) yeah all right have a great night take care rock on yeah See you guys.